0: Hello, my name is Douglas Raymond Hawkins, and you're listening to the podcast, Relating in Love. Welcome to episode number 17, Discouragement and Faith. This episode will help you recognize faith while in the grip of discouragement. I'm gonna start this episode a little differently. Instead of two quotes, I'm going to introduce some of you to a poem written by Walter D. Wintle, entitled, It's All in the State of Mind. If you think you're beaten, you are. If you think that you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in the world, you'll find success begins with a person's will. It's all in a state of mind. Full, many a race is lost before even a step is run. And many a coward falls before even his works begun. Think big and your deeds will grow. Think small and you'll fall behind. Think that you can and you will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think that you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster person, but soon or late, the person who wins is the person who thinks they can and poem. Let's look at a discouragement. Discouragement is the lack of courage that comes from the shortage of faith and confidence. Lack of faith is fast becoming an American tragedy. And it's also a, an enormous obstacle to reaching authentic love. This tragedy is not limited by age, gender, or how rich or poor an individual is and is the bottom line reason for suicide. Well intentioned friends and associates are quick with the advice to the disheartened, such as go to church, get some spiritual crystals, talk to a priest, or think positively. On their own, these tidbits of advice might be fine and good, but in their own, they basically lack what people truly need. No one needs to be told that there is external help when the problem is internal. Hearing these things usually makes a despondent person even more miserable because that advice seems nice and may even work for someone else, but it doesn't touch their need. In his inspirational book, The Difference Maker, John C. Maxwell wrote, your attitude colors every aspect of your life. It is like the mind's paintbrush. It can paint everything in bright, vibrant color, creating a masterpiece, or it can make everything dark and dreary. Attitude is so pervasive and important that I've come to think of it like this. It is a vanguard of your true self. Its root is inward, but its fruit is outward. It is your best friend or worst enemy. It is more honest and consistent about you than your words. It is your outward look based on your past experiences. It is what draws people to you or repels them. It is never content until it is expressed. It is the librarian of your past. It is the speaker of your present. It is the prophet of your future." End quote. Successful author and businessman Bob Conklin said the following about thoughts. And since our attitudes are nothing more than expressed thoughts, I thought it was worth sharing. And it goes, I can make you rise or fall. I can work for you or against you. I can make you a success or a failure. I control the way that you feel and the way that you act. I can make you laugh, work, love. I can make your heart sing with joy, excitement, elation. Or I can make you wretched, dejected, morbid. I can make you sick, listless. I can be a shackle, heavy, attached, burdensome. Or I can be as a prims hue, dancing, bright, fleeting, lost forever unless captured by pet or purpose. I can be nurtured and grown to be great and beautiful and beautiful, seen by the eyes of others through actions in you. I can never be removed, only replaced. I am a thought. Why not know me better? End quote. In an earlier episode regarding forgiveness in this series, I shared with you the importance of ridding ourselves of unforgiveness. And if we are to make any real progress on our pathway to love, The same pretty much can be said of discouragement. Discouragement will destroy our desire and ability and keep us from achieving what we desire. Almost everyone gets discouraged every now and then, but the difference between those who quit when faced with it and those who overcome it is having a winning attitude. If we believe in ourselves and truly see ourselves as winners, then we will see discouragement as temporary and realize that we will come out on the other side of it, and maybe even a little stronger because of it. Here are some practical steps you can take that will help you deal effectively with discouragement. The first practical step is to begin to see whatever is discouraging you from the right perspective. The saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, comes to mind. I'll be covering this more in detail in an upcoming episode regarding the power of choice. Next, Seek advice or counsel from someone you respect. Ask them if they get ever get discouraged. You might be surprised by their answer. You can ask that person what they do to change their frame of mind. I am blessed to be married to a woman who is a natural encourager. Think about this. There wouldn't be so many motivational posters if discouragement weren't so widely spread. Psychologist Mark Goldstein, Wrote, being alone with fear can rapidly turn into panic. Being alone with frustration can rapidly turn into anger. Being alone with disappointment can rapidly turn into discouragement, and even worse, despair. Next, stay away from those who would discourage you. In the same way that it's a good idea to hang around people who encourage you, it's a good idea to stay away from the negative people who would discourage you. In her wonderfully inspiring book, Rise Up and Salute the Sun, Susie Cassim wrote this insightful poem entitled, Beware of Those. Beware of those who are bitter, for they will never allow you to enjoy your fruit. Beware of those who criticize you when you deserve some praise for achievement, for they secretly desire to be worshiped. Beware of those who are needy or stingy, for they would rather sting you than give you anything. Beware of those who are always hungry. They will feed you to the wolves just to get paid. Beware of those who speak negatively about everything and everybody. A negative person will never say a positive thing about you. Beware of those who are bored and not passionate about life. They will bore you with reasons for not living. Beware of those who are too focused with polishing and beautifying their outer shells. They lack true substance to understand that genuine beauty is in the heart that resides inside. Beware of those who step in the path of your dreams. They can only dream of having the ability to take half your steps. Beware of those who steer you away from your heart's true happiness. It would make them happy to see you steer yourself next to them, sitting with both your hearts bitter. Those who criticize don't like being criticized. And those who are insensitive have a deficiency in their senses and finally be aware of those who tell you to beware. they are too aware of everything and live alone scared and pung the next practical step is to be optimistic but don't deny yourself the right to be discouraged we can't beat discouragement if we are in denial about it i truly believe that anyone who says they never get discouraged or simply out of touch with themselves. Next, make the choice to focus on what's good in your life. In other words, count your blessings. Oftentimes, when we focus on the light, the darkness goes away. This is a really good time to use your journal. And if you don't know how to use a journal, don't worry about it. I'll be covering that in an upcoming episode. Next, speak to yourself in a positive way. Self-affirmations are a great way to ward off discouragement. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines self-affirmations as the act of affirming one's own worthiness and value as an individual for beneficial effect, such as increasing one's confidence or raising self-esteem. Poet James Whitcomb Riley said, The most essential factor in persistence is the determination never to allow your energy or enthusiasm to be dampened by the discouragement that must inevitably come," end quote. My initial breakthrough in in dealing with despondency is the understanding that almost everyone on the planet has experienced this distress at some point in their lives. The feeling of discouragement is one of the most prevalent human feelings that exists so I don't have to be down on myself for experiencing it. The next breakthrough I had was the realization that whatever it was that brought me to this point of my existence was not so devastating that it could keep me down unless I chose to give it that kind of power. And with that came the realization that I indeed have faith. So let's look at faith. The great Martin Luther King Jr. said, We must accept finite disappointment, but we must never lose infinite hope. For the sake of this episode, I will be differentiating between faith and belief in the following way. Faith is an act of devotion to a universal truth. This truth is one that we respond to through intuition. Not simply a feeling, but it goes deeper than simple intellect. It's the truth that life is all about. The dichotomy of this statement is that although it is a universal truth, it is also very personal. This means that this truth will be different for each and every one of us. Belief is the mental acquiescence of motivating perception or assumptions. I'll say that again. Belief is the mental acquiescence of motivating perception or assumptions. We can't overcome discouragement without fail without having a deep-seated confidence that one way or another, in due course, things will work out for our good. I believe that the significance of faith far exceeds that of any skill or knowledge that we may possess. It is the nucleus of a winning attitude and the forerunner of all the skills needed for accomplishment, joy, or being a lover. There seems to be an enormous belief that faith is either religious, excuse me, there seems to be an erroneous belief that faith is either religious, wishful thinking, or that it's a Pollyanna attitude. It isn't. There is no remedy for discouragement like faith. No energizer more formidable than the faith that all things will work out for the better if we simply do the best we can to effect a positive outcome. Faith allows us to meet the challenges of daily life and allows us to operate from a security that we will emerge victoriously. It gives us no opportunity to feel like a feeble victim. There have been countless failures turned into successes simply because of faith, which is the little faith we can lift ourselves out of discouragement and make our lives something great. Faith is being able to visualize infinite promise and different potentialities. It is understanding that no matter how difficult the situation may appear at any particular moment, the solution will be discovered right around the corner. When we have faith we have new opportunities and new experiences each day and with these opportunities and experiences we possess the strength and courage to not only meet them but to make the best of them in his book think and grow rich napoleon hill made these following astute observations he wrote more than 500 of the most successful men this country has ever known told the author their greatest success came just one step beyond the point at which defeat had overtaken them. Failure is a trickster with a keen sense of irony and cutting. It takes great delight in tripping one when, almost, when one is almost within reach of success. He also wrote, I believe in the power of desire backed by faith because I have seen this power lift men from lowly beginnings to places of power and wealth. I have seen it rob the grave of its victims. I have seen it serve as the medium for which men stage to come back after having been defeated in a hundred different ways. I have seen it provide my own son with a normal, happy, successful life, despite nature's having sent him into a world without ears," end quote. I love this poem entitled Finding Hope, written by Pat A. Fleming. Finding hope, I've always viewed life on the sidelines, just watching it passing me by, in the past too afraid to just let go and live, and lately too tired too tired to try. I've envied the people around me, so invested in living each day while I spent my time hiding out from the world and searching for ways to escape. For most of my life, I truly believed I was here to help somebody else. But now it's so clear it was just an excuse to avoid living life for myself. It's sad that our lives and the pain we endure can weaken our strength to move on. But if we get lost in the scars of our past without knowing, our lives will be gone. It's true, people are disappointing. They can turn in the blink of an eye, but we can't avoid hurting each other when we all want a chance at this life. But there's something I've learned through the wisdom of age, a truth about all of our lives. And that is no matter what path we each take, in the end, we just want to survive. So the time has now come to conquer my fears and to stand up and face a new day. Let the hurts of my past wash away with my tears and stop letting my life slip away." End quote. We need this strength and courage because faith as great as it is, is never enough. We must be willing to put forth the work that life demands or we will never get to the wonders that our pathway holds for us. Faith without works is hypocrisy, and works without faith is like building our house on sand, in danger of failing when tested by faith, or by life. In short, it is by way of faith that we sustain the prospect of developing a more consequential existence, because even when external forces would set limits on us, our faith in something greater than ourselves allows us the opportunity to reach beyond those limitations. Faith is a wonderful source of strength and courage in the face of life's harshest trials because when we are ensnared in the creator of despair, faith points to the way out and says, you can do it. When we experience abandonment and emotional exile, faith reminds us we're not alone. When we are dejected, faith elevates our state of mind. When we must live with the ramifications of bad choices, faith is the garden from which our recovery grows. When we find ourselves without a clear purpose in life, faith reminds us that we still have a reason to go on. When we come to a roadblock on our journey where we must sit and wait, faith gives us the strength to trust, which is manifested in patience. When we are worn out and fatigued, Faith is the fountain from which fresh energy flows. When we are sure we can't take another step, faith carries us until we can continue. When faith and doubt cloud our minds and chaos blurs our perspective, faith meets panic and turns it away. When we fear the worst, faith brings out our best. Helen Keller said, Optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope or confidence." End quote. Faith is to us what hot air is to a hot air balloon, what electricity is to a light bulb. It's what makes us soar like a jet plane through the skies of adversity. We cannot continue on our pathway without faith, at least not very far. Yeah. There have been those who have tried, they didn't get very far though. Without the light that the torch of faith shines, we're condemned to live a dark, grim reality. In my studies on the psychology of death, I read quite a few side suicide notes, and I can tell you that I never read one that even hinted at having faith. Without a human, When a human being is stripped of faith, our life is diminished to a life of depression, on the way to despondency. We need faith to meet the struggles that come and know that no matter what it is, good or bad, it shall pass because all things pass away, sorrow, pleasure, even life itself. With faith, we gain the strength to go on, even when that includes the tough times. And when we have lived through these tough times, we gain perspective, we grow deeper, hey, we grow up. So if we want to smile through our tears, if we want to rejoice through times of emotional and physical pain, we just need to allow ourselves the faith that what we're going through will pass and we will end up better off because of it. Faith is like an anchor, someone has said. Our faith is what stabilizes in the storms of life. But unlike an anchor, it does not hold us back. Faith lifts us above the humdrum. Faith enhances our future with possibility and gives us something to look forward to. It allows us to look forward to success when circumstances would have us see failure. It's what permits us to see the children in ourselves when we are growing old. It is what lets us envision that recognition we deserve when we are currently in a dead-end job. It allows us to dream of those far-off places that we have not visited yet, of financial well-being when we are having a difficult time coming up with the month's rent oliver wendell holmes said it's faith in something and enthusiasm for something that makes life worth living end quote well that's it for now thank you very much for joining me and please join me next tuesday and we'll be getting getting deeper insights into our belief system the good and the bad remember if you have any questions or comments you can email me at loveintentcomcast.net. At and if you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, please love them enough to have them listen to it. Talk to you next Tuesday. And remember, make your life a loving one.